Thanks for listening to the My Age podcast, a podcast that brings you conversations with people from all walks of life, using music to plot a map from their early years to how they got to where they are now. Not to start the episode on too much of a low note, but I'm sure if you're in Australia, you know we lost someone who was loved uh, in the Australian punk rock scene last week, and will will be sorely missed. Uh, there isn't too much more that I can say that hasn't been said from the outpouring over the last week. But, uh, look, <clears throat> if you're down, speak to someone. Let Just let someone know you're not doing okay. Don't wait to be asked. Don't bottle it up. Don't push it aside. Just talk to someone. Because, I, like, I, I figure that just saying you need help to someone has got to be the first step in getting the help you need. They, might, they may not be able to... F- like fix what's wrong or yeah but I'm sure they can help you or they can get someone to help you um get so you're in a you're in a better place so yeah so today's guest is Paige Clement who amongst other things plays bass in a great Melbourne based Sad Gaze band called Sick World. Now, Sad Gaze is um, her terminology, uh, but I think it suits it well if you have a listen to it. Uh, who's They've got an EP that can be heard on Spotify, as well as, yeah, it'd be on Bandcamp as well. So I'll post links, obviously, for that. Uh, they've got a split coming out soon. Uh, not sure how far away it is, but I'm sure it will be fantastic. She's written a thesis on masculinity in hardcore and is currently working on a thesis uh, on feminine discourse in Australian hardcore slash gender in hardcore, uh, which we get into a bit in the podcast. Look, she's a really great human. I've never actually met her before. She came highly recommended, and I'm stoked we got to have a chat. She came highly recommended from friend of the pod and guest of the pod, Claire Clarity, uh, a few episodes back. Um... I hope you did the episode. The songs are fantastic um, from start to finish. They're all great. Uh, and I will speak to you at the end. Cool. All right. Episode 14, Paige Clementu. Um, now, we've never met before, but I, you, you come highly recommended from good friend of the pod, good friend of mine, um, Claire Clarity. Tell us, like, let's let's get to know Paige. What start from the start? Where were you born? What were you listening to? What were your parents listening to? When were you born? If you don't want to, give, if you know, if you don't want to give it away, you don't have to. But <laughs> tell us about the early years. Oh, I worry that Claire may have talked me up a little bit much, but um, I was born in the dirty South Australia in Adelaide to a nice like eastern suburbs family. I've like blanked on my life story. <laughs> is the is the east? What's like? I don't. I know nothing about the geography of um. South Australia, like what's the east considered? Is it just like middle class yeah. or is it upper? It's or? like middle yeah. class, yeah. Middle to upper class. Yeah. Um, so my parents, uh, like I'm Greek background, so my family's super Greek. Yeah, like my dad's an accountant. My mom like helps him out and does like other business stuff. So, yeah. Does um Were your parents immigrants or were no, they? They, they like, were both born here. But like so, like it's pretty traditional. Was there much music around in the house, like when you were growing up? Uh, this question, I've been thinking about it heaps. Like I talked about it with my little brother 
And then I text my mom today in a panic, like, what the fuck were you listening to? <laughs> and we all kind of settled on sort of similar things. Like mom was super into Elvis. Um, cool. Bit of Tom Jones. Uh, dad was into Queen and the Police, as my mom calls it, Doof Doof music. She calls that Doof Doof music? Yes. <laughs> okay, fair Which enough. Which is kind of insane, but. Oh, because it, just because it's loud. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like right, in comparison right, right. to Tom Jones or Elvis. And Elvis, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, like, growing up, we were pretty into that. Um, There's a lot of, like, top 40 stuff. But, yeah, it's, like, kind of those main ones. Like, Elvis is pretty much the first person that came to mind, Elvis and Queen. Did that – Um, did you – were you digging it or was it just something that was kind of on or what was the – um, what was the vibe? Oh, man, I don't even remember. Um, yeah, fair it's enough. It's just something – it's just something that I knew for a fact when I had to think about what were my parents into. Oh, okay. that's yeah, the yeah. one. Because they're like still into the exact same stuff. Yeah. I guess I'd like, I'm going to put it out there and say that when I'm, you know, when my kids – well, I'm into the same stuff when I was, well, not 14, but maybe 17 yeah. as what I am now. So I'm sure if, if this goes long enough and I ever actually interview my son – on this episode, on this podcast, he'll be like, "Yeah, whatever you listen to now is whatever you listen to when you were born." Yeah, what do you, when he was, what yeah. do you think he would say in his childhood? <sighs> quite young, though. Sorry, your son's still quite young, right? Yeah, he's fourteen months. It was fourteen months the other day. Yeah, wow. um, he'd say Dandy Warhols. Dad <laughs> listens if he could talk. Like yep. if you could say full sentences, he'd say Dad listens to a lot of Dandy Warhols. Awesome. <laughs> Which is it's just because it's nice and child friendly, and he can he dances along to it, so that's fun. Super cute. <laughs> um, so, were your parents musical? Uh, no, my dad um, like had a pretty strict. Um, his parents were super strict, so he wasn't really yep. allowed to do stuff like that. He always wanted to play the timpani, which. Wow, that's an odd instrument to always want to yeah, play. Yeah, he fixated on that. Um, so he was always desperate to play but never was allowed to. Um, my mum has like her favourite story about herself is that she took traditional – oh, not traditional. She's played like a, a giant acoustic guitar of some kind, like Spanish guitar, but she was kicked out okay. of lessons for being too shit. She was kicked out for being too shit. Yeah, from private Dude. lessons. So I think if she hears this, she's going to be mad. But <laughs> What's up? What's up, Mrs. Clemento? Sorry. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, so like we were – me and my brother and I were always kind of encouraged to play, but just because they like never really did. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. So I guess let's – first song, what is it? What do you got? Okay, so after a lot of deliberation, I've gone with yes. one that – Maybe you might not have heard. Um, it's by a little band called Queen and a vintage banger, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> well, you know what? I reckon I've heard this one before. Oh. I, so I picked – it seems like a really obvious Queen choice, but um, there was this time like a couple of years ago when my grandfather was in the last stages of his life in the hospital. We would drive there like as a family pretty much every day, and almost every day that song would come on on the radio. And it was just like this moment in the car where we'd all just lose our shit and like be yelling along before pulling up to the hospital. It was just, it was just I don't know, it was just a time, perfect song. Was it on a CD or was it? did it just happen to be on the radio? On the radio, mix? like almost every day, which is wow. crazy. And yeah. it's not like it's a short song. No, it's an epic. <laughs> it's an epic song. It's huge. 
That's so. Why this as opposed to an Elvis song? Um, Just more relatable, or, or not? Know. Not that Queen are really relatable, but like more on your palate, or yeah, I guess I just couldn't pick an Elvis one. Like okay. I love me yeah. some Elvis, but just Bohemian Rhapsody seemed like seemed like the choice because I could actually remember it and remember them enjoying it. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> Alrighty, let's listen to it. Bohemian Ooh. Rhapsody, unreal. Hell yeah.
All right, Bohemian Rhapsody. So, like, I envision uh, how many brothers and sisters have you got? Just one brother? Oh, I've just got one younger brother. So, you just basically were recreating Wayne's World, that classic Wayne's <laughs> World scene on the way to the hospital. Is that what it was all about? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> when you put it like that, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I envision. That's yep, that's that's fantastic. All righty. So, that's a that's a powerful song to start with. Um, it's all downhill from here. Oh, that's all good. Well, look. Queen are pretty much they're up there, so like you can't really top that. I mean, you yeah, it's going to be hard to top Queen, but we'll see. We'll see how we go. So, what got you into music like when you were younger? Um, like when you were yeah, what what was the first thing that kind of grabbed you that was that you realised it was more than just a car commercial or something like that? Uh, I like uh, when I was little, like say under ten. I was super into the Spice Girls because that was, you know, they were massive. That was what was happening. Yeah, yeah. That was it. They were the early 90s, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah I, like everyone else, thought they were dope, still do. Um, I remember having this <laughs> this girl power T-shirt in year two and feeling like such a hard ass. It was so good. And that's kind of where it all started. <laughs> So, I mean, we'll get to this eventually, but yeah, I guess that is that they planted the seed in a really positive way for that, yeah. for that, for that, you know, girl power movement that was exactly, yeah, that is what it is, you know, well, part of what it is today, yeah, exactly, like iconic. Yeah. So, I mean, 
Are the Spice Girls responsible for all of my life choices? Maybe. <laughs> now that I think about it. So which Spice Girl did you identify with or could you see something in all of them? I mean, oh, I feel like I should do a BuzzFeed quiz for this, but I was maybe a combination of Sporty Spice with, oh. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I love the Beckhams now, but no, okay. no Posh Spice, but. Oh, that's a hard one. You know what? Love them all. <laughs> Love them all. We can talk about Love them all. We can yeah. talk about the Beckhams another their, time, but yeah, they yeah. all do. They've all got their um their special their special talents and exactly. you know, piece of the pie. I always I always thought um Sporty Spice was the raddest, even though I'm not a sports person. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't know why. I'm not I either, but she's super cool. Yeah, she had, yeah, like, she was fantastic. A, cool armband tattoo from memory yes that does kind of tribal-esque well cool when you're 10 years old still cool still cool um so was there any other music on your radar like Uh, like i don't remember well enough but the spice girls are pretty much up there um i was really into do you remember that um it wasn't me song by shaggy yes yes i do i frothed that I frothed that and I don't know why. I remember watching it on video hits and like telling my dad facts yeah. about Shaggy that I'd read in like a, a K-Zone magazine. Like it's it's basically about infidelity, yeah? Yeah. 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 So which is, that's always a fun topic. Like, I mean, obviously I had no idea. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. Knew all the words, had no idea what was yeah, going on. What any of it meant, yeah. So how how were you listening to um, – because I think I'm going to guess that we're a few years apart. So how were you How were you getting, like, new bands and that kind of thing? Was it radio or – Yeah, definitely mostly the radio. Um, I remember – oh, this is a weird memory, but, like, the whatever the radio station was had a contest where if you could guess the top 40 song in, like, the first five seconds of it, you – you would win something. I remember like always feeling like I had to train for it. So I knew okay. everything. Like I could guess the intro. Yeah. But, you know, a bit of a use. Did you have a call? No, I never tried. <laughs> it was just something I did in the car on the way to school. Oh, oh right. Okay. And obviously mobile phones, phones weren't a thing. No. Not for a 10-year-old in those days. Yeah. Well, in those days, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, probably a different story. Definitely. All right, so Leia Spice, like I'm going to guess it's a Spice Girls song and I really hope it is because that's fantastic. I don't think I've talked this much about the Spice Girls uninterrupted for a long time, which is I, awesome. Look, if you need more time, <laughs> if, you, if you need more time to get out of your system, I'll, I'm here, I'm all ears. Everybody is all ears. Look, I think we'll leave it just so I don't okay. get too excited. But that's cool. I've gone with the obvious choice, Spice Up Your Life, just because it's – I'm going to say this about every song. It's a banger. Straight up banger.
It is a banger. So this is the one that they had um, the film clip yeah. was – I feel like the film clip was like had like massive Pepsi product placement or am I imagining oh, that? You know what? Probably. I haven't watched yeah. it in so long. But that's – Yeah, like I feel like they had a massive Pepsi time. Probably. You know, it's yeah. been like – I think this year is the 20th year anniversary since the Spice World movie came out. It's okay. something crazy like that. Did you – were you into the movie or were oh, you yeah. were you past it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Had it on VHS, so sick. What was, the, what was the premise? Of, like it, it slipped past my radar. Oh. What was the premise of it? I mean, I do not remember it, but I remember there were, okay. there, there were aliens. <laughs> there were or they were? There were. Like there was a, okay. a UFO situation. I mean, there's a chance I'm misremembering it, but <laughs> That's who knows? Cool. Someone will tell us. Someone, Someone will like, yeah. They'll, they'll give us the 101 on it. You're going to get like some abusive email about the idiot you had who didn't know about the Spice World movie. All the fantastic emails saying like, I'm so stoked someone picked a Spice Girls song. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's right. All righty. So the next kind of, I guess the next part of your life is when you're getting a little older, mm-hmm. a little wiser. <laughs> um, you can't, yeah, can't. I mean, in your mind you would have been. Yeah. So... Did you did Spice Girls stick around for long in your musical repertoire, or did you kind of bounce off to something else? Or yeah, it all kind of went downhill for me. What happened? Um, yeah, I got very heavily into Slayer. Wow! Just that's a I didn't see that one coming. No, like at all. <laughs> like if it was heavy and aggressive, I was like shit. Yeah, yeah. and. Slayer were just horrific enough, you know, to scare my parents and <laughs> my friends. So, okay, so t- like, take us, hold our yep. proverbial hand <laughs> on how you went from Spice Girls to Slayer. Oh, it look when you put it like that, it sounds like a really big jump. <laughs> no, it is, it is. like it is. It is. <laughs> Tell uh, us that you got there. Gosh. Well, I guess you know, around the age of maybe thirteen, started high school. Yeah, 12, 13, started high school and I just I had a friend who was like super into metal and she goes, oh, you should check out Slayer. I'm like, oh, all right. Okay. And yeah, I thought this is cool. And then I got, I mean, I still love them now. Slipknot, I went nuts for Slipknot. So if it was kind of, you know, yeah, fast, heavy. So there was no like, there was no easing into no. it. It was just like, here's a Slayer tape. Yeah. I mean, it was a CD. Wow. We didn't have tapes in my day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, CD. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was kind of it. Like, we'd go to um, – do you remember Sanity stores, the CD shops? Yes. Yeah, go yes, there yes, on yes. the weekend and, like, look through the metal section. It was just so horrifying but so cool. Like, you know, all the really gnarly album art. And all. Yeah. <sighs> Those are the days. It's pretty <laughs> – yeah, they they definitely. So, what else was there? But so, like, how did you? How did you? Like, was there much of a? Um, obviously, no one was really playing Slayer on the radio down there. So, how were you kind of like? How was your friend getting the music that there was? She she was then giving yeah. to you. Did she have an older brother or sister? Or? I actually have no idea how she got into it. Yeah, I probably should know, but um, like you know, CDs or um, I think LimeWire was. The thing then, oh, like, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. Download a lot of stuff, and yeah, it was kind of like that. 
So were you? So okay, if LimeWire was around, then you were were you were you much of an online kid? Like, were you doing much? Like, were you in message boards or Facebook? Oh, not Facebook groups. Sorry, but like message boards or chat rooms or that kind of thing to kind of share music around. Not or, really. No, I never really no. did that. Um, okay. Like our computer use was pretty like strongly heavily mon- monitored. Okay. That, I think message boards would have been a bit of a no no. Yeah. Um. It was pretty much just what friends were listening to. I only had the one who was super into that. Yeah. Which your parent, your parents would have hated. Oh my god! Um, I bought home the Slipknot Volume Three um, album one time. Mom okay. tried to ban that from the house, but um, you know, it didn't happen. <laughs> so you, you borrowed it. You didn't purchase oh, no, I, it. I, you I borrowed it off someone. It. Bought it from. Saturday. Oh, cool. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, right. And that was, yeah, I remember like sitting at the kitchen bench with mom like, look at this CD I got. <laughs> He's like, nah, fuck this. You just shut it down. Yeah. This isn't happening. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> so are we going to go with a Slipknot song or a Slayer no. song? Or So do you know the band Kitty? Yes. I, like I know I know the logo and mm-hmm. I can envision the the four, four females, five females. Oh, four maybe? Their lineup yeah. changed quite a bit, but. So okay. Kitty were the band for me. Like I'd always like at that age, I was playing drums. I was super into it. But hold on. So how'd you get oh. the how'd you get the drums in? Okay, we're going to backtrack. So as a kid, please do. Um, I, in primary school, I was like fuck yeah, I really want to play drums. It seemed really cool. Um, so I was taking lessons at school, but the teacher told me, no, you don't want to play drums. You want to play the xylophone. I was like, no, I think I want to play drums. They go, no. They, tr- they tried to sell you on the Zola. Yeah, so then that ended up being my thing. So for like a, a long time, I was like a tuned percussionist, but I just wanted to play punk drums. But like, you know, being the girl in the music program, like, nah, you're going to do this. And I ended up playing my dad's dream instrument, the timpanis, for a while. I was about yeah. to say, like, what, did your dad have any influence on that kind of pushing towards his dream? Not at all. Or it was it, just it just happened that way? Yeah, it just happened because no one wants to be a tuned percussionist when you're like 11 years old. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not the coolest instrument. It is not. Or, or group of instruments, yeah. No. So, yeah, once I got to high school, I'm like, fuck it. I'm actually going to play drums. This is what I want to do. I had a little band. Did you Did you have a kid or did you yeah. have a school's kid? Um, we had a kid because my little brother was playing drums as well. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that was – Kitty were the band for me that it's like, oh, okay, girls can play metal? What? It was, Unreal. it was like just this light bulb kind of moment. Like, oh, I didn't, I like had no idea that was possible. And even like the way, um, oh, I blanked on her name now. I think it's Morgan. Her voice is nuts. And that was just a real, oh, moment. An aha moment. Yeah, I was like just super, I, I just fixated on this band. Like really heavily. It's like, okay, this is. Like this is the kind of music I would like to play. Like I just couldn't believe it. That it was yeah, that four four women were doing yeah, it. Yeah, like and just yeah, they were just doing it. Like, oh. I was just really it sounds so dumb, but I was so shocked that that was a thing. I'd never seen it before. So did a kitty still going now? Like are they or were they kind of one or two albums and then it kind of folded or what's the story? I, look, I assume they're done, but they came to Australia yeah. Um, the Soundwave a couple of years ago. I want to say like okay. maybe four years ago. And seeing them was super cool. 
Like everyone. So you still like you you're you're still into them? Oh hell yeah. Um, that's awesome yeah I've rediscovered them by chance a friend um, made a nostalgia playlist like new metal nostalgia yes. yeah oh yeah. right I, I, I get it yep. yes that was fantastic yep. yes. so you should uh, search that on Spotify it's it's quite on Spotify yeah, nostalgia. yeah. Um, yeah and there was a kitty song on it like what this is awesome was it was it a kitty song that you'd heard before yeah or was yep. it like a new it one, one of my favorites. Yeah. like this is so sick they go hard yeah I can imagine and so the only time you saw them was at Soundwave. Yeah, and that was you know only a few years ago, but it was, it was so cool. Like it was a, it was maybe in one of the pavilions at the showgrounds, like a small kind of room, but packed with kind of people like me. It was it was pretty sick. So was it when you were kind of, <clears throat> pardon me, in your early teens and whatnot? Did you get a chance to go see much music live, or mm. your parents were yeah. a bit restrictive on that? I wasn't really allowed to. Um, I mean, I saw Kelly Clarkson when I was maybe fourteen. I think she's great, by the way. Oh, she is so sick. It was it was a cool show. Uh, like I went, to, I mean, I saw maybe a handful of big shows from like in my high school years. Like uh, I saw My Chemical Romance one time. Uh, it was I wasn't really allowed to do stuff. Like I remember my first punk show at a like a local venue called the Underground. My mom came with me. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like no way, you're going by yourself. Who played it? Oh, I don't even remember. Just lo- local bands, like just a local night. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it was kind of tricky. Yeah. It's a bit tricky. That's fair enough. All right. So Kitty. Hell yeah. What's this? What song? Okay, so the song is Brackish. And people are just going to bang their heads to this. Yeah, maybe turn the volume down if you've got little mates sleeping. Oh, no, no, I've got headphones on, so he won't <laughs> oh, hear it. Yeah, it's all good. Brackish by Kitty. Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. Hell yeah. <laughs>
So that's I had no idea it was going to. I don't know what I thought it was going to sound like, but I didn't think it'd no. sound like that. It's a punch in the face. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Like in a fantastic way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if you Google image them, they just look so tough and so. Cool. Oh, they look tough from the film clip. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was Brackish by Kitty. That's oh. yeah. There you go. Met, I don't think. I oh, know we have had a bit of metal, but yeah. That's that's fantastic. So, like, did you 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 now play bass? When did you mm-hmm. when did you transition from uh, drums to bass? So how long did the drum thing last for? Uh, a while, but then in high school, the like shitty little band I was in, the bass player wanted to play guitar instead and because we didn't know anyone else at school who played bass. It was like, all right, I'll just do it. What was your What was your high school band called? Oh, what was it called? Oh, it's first name. Oh, this is so stupid. No, dude, um, it's yeah, it's it's the first band name you've ever been in. Unless you're in Silverchair, then your first band name is going to be stupid. I, this is the kind of thing that I thought was so clever. Um, so, of course, I played in a band that was all girls. That was just something that I knew I had to do. Yeah. Um, we were called X Seventy Seven. Like X or EX? Just a straight up X. Okay. Was it from something particular? So the first song we ever learned to play was a Christina Aguilera song. So X, Tina. Yes, fantastic. Um, one seven came from the seventh letter of the alphabet is G for girl. Yes. Uh, what was the other seven? Uh, maybe there were seven of us. Well, seven girls in the group. Oh, that can't be right. Oh, you know what? Maybe I just had seven friends. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Which seems unlikely. But <laughs> so you're playing a metal version of a Christina Aguilera song? Oh, we did the straight up Christina Aguilera one. It was just the getting to actually play in a band was as close, even if it was just doing, you know, shitty Christina Aguilera covers. Yeah. Where I could kind of coerce people to want to play in a band with me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. You do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's exactly right. Yeah. Were you a big Christian Aguilera fan? No. If it wasn't like Slipknot or Kitty or Slayer, then then you weren't interested. No. That's 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 awesome. Um, so you that's so cool. you're in high school. You transition from oh, look. I think transitioning from drums to anything else, I think, is a fantastic idea because I look at drummers and just go, "You're the first to turn up and set up." You yep. you play the hardest, and then you're the you're the last person to finish packing up at the yeah. end of the night. I do not have the physical stamina. Like yeah. I watch the drummer in our band now, and he's going crazy and super sweaty. I think you know what? I'm very happy yeah. to sit down and play my open string. Yep, and just just hit that one note and just ride that yep. wave for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the dream. It's a fantastic job. So, <clears throat> when um, did your music stylings? change much when you started playing bass um like your musical taste stories change much when you started playing bass did you get any kind of new perspectives because you're playing something that's a bit more melodic i thought it was super boring at first um just because i wanted to go crazy and you know like play loud drums and stuff but once i started doing it and then i kind of realized that oh like this is actually cool yeah Kind of in in kind of being in the middle and not being super loud or at the front, 
like this okay this is for me i like this that's that's awesome so what i like about playing bass and this might come off as sounding lazy but um you can be as you can be like intense like musically or as laid back musically kind of as you as you want like if you i feel if you play guitar you're always like people always looking at you going impress me yeah yeah like Yeah. yeah like i need you to show me what you've got if you're the guitarist where as a bass player you can do heaps or not much and yeah you know yeah people still dig it yeah i'm totally the exact same with that so when did you uh, were you playing in many bands in adelaide before mm-hmm. you moved to melbourne or when did you move to melbourne like i moved to melbourne uh seven years ago okay which is like straight up pretty much straight after high school i took a year off after school to like just work and save money to move it took yep. a whole year of convincing my parents to let me move what was that the plan like kind of at the end of – oh, during year 12, you're like, I need to get out of Adelaide um, or – Kind of. Yeah, that was pretty much part of it. But my – a music teacher at school told me about this cool-sounding course at RMIT. Yep. He's like, you've got to go do this. You'll love it. And I was like, oh, this actually sounds super cool. Um, yeah, and I got in and I'm like, see ya. <laughs> um, it's, but it took a lot of convincing yeah. to be allowed to go. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So did you get into it and then defer for the year? Yeah. Is that how that was? Yeah. 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 Just took some time off to like save up a bit, try and grow up a bit. Yeah. Which of course I didn't, but. You never do. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, uh, moving here was the best. So did did you know anyone in Melbourne? No, I knew no one. That's that's pretty heavy. I mean, moving from Adelaide where everyone knows everyone, everyone yeah. and especially being you know greek where everyone's also related yeah There's yeah one or one or two kind of degrees just one if that okay yeah right yeah. okay full on so it was just super cool to not live at home like i think if i hadn't moved i think maybe i would still live with my parents it just wouldn't have occurred to me like my life would be so different like i was the first one for years out of like my friend and family group to leave home and it was like a big deal yeah because it's not like moving a couple of suburbs away yeah like no one had even thought about it but so so it wasn't it wasn't melbourne per se it was more just this this course yeah and what was the course um so i did a bachelor of arts in music industry so i kind of got to do a bit of everything um so we kind of did business stuff uh, like some sociology, history, oh, bit of this and that. And well, I when you, sorry, when you say sociology and history, okay. is that based around music? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like everything was music based, and yeah, I loved it. And it, yeah, super cool living and, away from home and doing that. Oh, I can imagine. So then, what was the um, what's at the start of the course? What do they kind of say to you that you're you can you know once you finish this course you can become a what? <laughs> um or not really yeah, like there were a lot of djs okay um like radio djs i don't even know like just like electronic oh i don't even know the words like edm dance okay. music kind of people like everyone's a dj now but yeah, um, yeah a couple of people i guess are into management no one i mean what are you going to do with a music degree really yeah yeah, like I loved it. So, 
did you did you jump like were you in a hurry to get in a band when you moved from Adelaide to Melbourne or yeah um I thought you know this would be a a good way to to make a friend yeah (laughs) um yeah so I started playing in this I played in a few variations of the same punk band which kind of changed its lineup a lot over the years um that's how I met Claire actually she was she sang for us in the final rendition of the band what was the band called uh it was called Riot Co okay Um, we didn't really do much we recorded an ep with claire that we never released oh, i've um, got it. you've got us if you've got I it will. you've got to send it to I me will. please do i've got some like good photos of her on the stage you know? Sick. fantastic like she had it was when she had just moved back from sydney from back sydney to yep so she's you know had a bit of time <laughs> yeah it's yeah. crazy but yeah i um at the time there was still i don't know if it still exists a forum called Melband, like melbourne band very yeah, yeah. yes yes um, just responded to an ad you know then just went from there okay yeah um i mean it was do i want to go into this it was tricky finding a band because no like no one wants people in hardcore bands don't want girls in their bands which is what i wanted to do so i kind of went for the like we played a lot of grunge, kind of inspired punk, but it it was it was the girl band for me. Like that's what I did for a long time, because that's what yeah, that's what I wanted to do. But I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. So, um. Okay. So, what music were you listening to? Were you still sorry? Were you still on the Slayer? No, sorry. The the I mean, obviously you still dig Kitty now, but um, were Kitty in the forefront, or were you kind of? Was Melbourne opening musical doors for you that you kind of yeah, never knew existed? Definitely. Um, since we're on the topic of Claire, she yes. got me into um, bands like Bikini Kill, all the Riot Girl bands that yep. I've never heard of. Um, she got me super into the Distillers. Oh, yes, of course. I just missed that because if it wasn't, you know, very techy, well, highly. Slick. Um, yeah, I just didn't – I wasn't interested. I just – Just I mean, the way I, Yeah, the way I think about it now is that as a, like a younger girl in those scenes, if it – the sense of kind of authenticity that comes with like a really slick production, I thought anything kind of lo-fi and involving women can't have been that good. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that kind of horrible internalized misogyny. Yeah. So I just I, I just missed all that, but then once I got into it, just like oh shit, yeah, it's there. <laughs> like this is this is cool. So cheers, Claire. If yeah. you listen to this, she will be. She will be. She she was like, you have to get you have to get Paige on. So, <laughs> and finally we got you on. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so throw a song at me. Let's listen to something. Um, I thought Young Crazy Peeling by The Distillers. Okay. Brody's a, a Melbourne girl. She's a um, Melbourne girl. It's a cool song. Reminds me of Claire. <laughs> she does all the song. The song. I mean, okay. I haven't really thought about it in terms of like lyrical themes reminding me of her, but you know, just so, just the time. Yeah. It kind of just it sums up that era. Yeah. But it still is. What was the song? Um, Young Crazy Peeling. Cool. Young Crazy Pill, let's check it out. Are you ready to be liberated? 
Good song. The the um, is it on? What is it on from Mel? I'm from Melbourne. Grew up in Melbourne. Yeah, from, like yeah. grew up on Bell Street. And then she like goes on and a couple of verses later. Um, I'm reading the lyrics now. I love a man from California is the prettiest thing. We got the same disorder. You know uh, the dude from uh, Queens of the Stone Age. No, I don't think that wasn't about Shosh Homie. That wasn't. Oh, really? about, that was about Tim Armstrong. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so well, they were they were released on Hellcat Records. Yeah, and Hellcat Records was Tim Armstrong from Rance's label. Yeah, his oh, his yeah. own little label, and he was obviously well, he was from the Bay Area, so like San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley kind of thing. Um, and then 
there was a big hoo-ha because she left Tim Armstrong to be with Josh Homme. So, yeah. Yeah, so, now you say it, um, the lyric credit is Brody Armstrong. So, so yeah, she got yeah she was Brody Armstrong, and then she, and then she went back to Brody Dahl. Oh, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, there's a big hoo ha about it, and yeah. Oh, I missed yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so at this, I don't have you seen the film clip before? Not for a while. Okay, so she's wearing a transplants t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And the, and the guy at the start of the film clip, so the film clip's a guy getting in this car and puts a, puts a CD in this car stereo, mm-hmm. and the guy that's doing that is a singer from the Transplants, and this and the Transplants guitarist is also Tim Armstrong. So, yeah, they had a you know there was a yeah. So it's, like you've got a, a pin board with all these pictures and string. And yes, yes. Working out a conspiracy. Yes, like I've, I've often thought of making a like a. This is going to sound really dumb. <laughs> but I've often thought of somehow making a website mm-hmm. where, but it's basically Wikipedia, right? Where you list, you list like you can look at um, it's 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 like a family tree, but not in a tree shape. It's just mm-hmm. an it's like a sphere almost because it would just keep kind of you. In theory, there should be never a beginning or an end, but you can mm-hmm. pick someone and go, okay, this person played in these three bands. And these yep. three bands had these members and those members and then each member has like a little tree that spurts off them and then it kind of just goes around and around and around and then you can link, you know. Everyone, yeah. Yeah, you can link I, basically everybody, yeah. You say it sounds dumb but there's a guy in the office at uni at the moment who's doing something kind of similar with the history of, um, oh, I want to say Brisbane rock music. He's like piecing together all these bands and how they coexisted. So okay. Like, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Oh, like it's just like I'd do it. I'd love doing every second of it. And then I'd be like, okay, now what? How do I monetize? Not how do I monetize? Yeah, how do I monetize? Oh, not, sorry, not how do I monetize this, but like how does, how does someone else get use out of it that's yeah, not just like, I mean, where are you going to put that? Well, that's true. Yeah. There. Like, you know, who's going to get – because in theory you can just – it's you can just go down to Wikipedia rabbit hole. But, yeah. yeah. So anyhow, yeah. You should definitely do it. I should I have a – yeah, I should. I should like. I don't have any. T- I've barely got enough time to do this. As weird as that sounds, but um, yeah. When I get more time, that might be the next project. Yeah, why not? So, yeah, the still is the young craze peeling. Mm-hmm. Um, fant- rad song. She's like uh, without sounding. I'm going to sound really lame when I say this, but I'm just going to say it. She yeah. has. She has a very. Um, she has a very Courtney Love. The Brody has a very Courtney Love style to her. Oh yeah, is I think. Kind of like more, a bit tougher looking. Yeah, like, but a bit tougher looking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like Courtney Love from memory was very much into the like when Hole was really active into the like baby doll whore thing. Okay, oh, I haven't said that right, but like the like the very little baby doll dresses. Yep, much more feminine in her. Whereas, like you can see, like I'm just Google image Brody. Yeah. She's definitely gone the other way. Yeah. On the but you can tell we're in the same era. Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah. When Claire, like Claire, when she when she said, "Oh, you need to get Paige on," she was telling me about some. Is it? I'm going to get this wrong. So <laughs> please feel free to correct me. But she was telling me about a thesis she wrote, or a, was yes, 
So after my undergrad, I did honours, which is essentially a master's by research. And yep. I looked at um, uh, like hegemonic and different types of masculinity in hardcore music. Okay. Uh, yeah. To put like that's my one sentence summary. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to expand it? Like, do you want to tell us what? It, like, I mean, without having, I mean, obviously, it's going to be hard to summarize something that you've written that was obviously so intense and lengthy. But like, did you want to tell us kind of like why why you went down that avenue as as what you wanted to? Oh, yeah. Like there was this moment I wanted to play in this guy's band, and he turned around to me and said, "You're cool, but we just don't want a girl in our band." Really. So, Oh, I thought, fuck this. If I can't, I just can't play in a hardcore band, I'm just going to, this is like my contribution. I'm just going to write stuff. That's so terrible. Like, you know, I, it's so terrible. It's so shitty. But, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I got something cool out of it. I'm still at uni. Yeah. I Are you still studying? It. Yeah, I'm doing it. I've started a PhD um, kind of, loosely based on my honors stuff so sticking with hardcore but i'm looking more specifically at feminist discourse in australian hardcore okay yeah and and how's that going like how's the research going for you um it's it's fun like yeah it's what i like doing it's basically an an ode to yells from outright and why i think she's just the best she she is like there's no two ways about it. Yeah, I, I describe her to people who don't know about outright as Yells being the Oprah of hardcore, and she's just okay, just the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like just the the most contagious smile. Oh yeah, like it's it's, it's insane. It's fantastic. Yeah, you should get her on the podcast. Oh, I've been I've been meaning to like absolutely meaning to. Yeah, she'd be so good. Yeah. She's her and Brett used to put us up all the time, like in bands that I played and used to put us up all the time. And um, yeah, whenever we go down to Melbourne, they were just, yeah, they're just fantastic. Yeah, the best, just the yeah. best. Yeah, cool. Okay, so then how your, your band you're currently playing is called World Sick? Yep, that's it. You've done a, was it a demo or an EP or what did you call it? We did an EP at late in mid 2017. So we're a sad gaze band, which is... Tell us about what that means. Well, <laughs> look, it looks better on paper than when you say it aloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just sad gaze sounds so stupid. It's just like really sad shoegaze music. Yep. Um, a bit heavy, a little bit fancy sometimes. I try and pretend to play bass like Brian Cook from Russian Circles, which I obviously don't, but... I like to think that. Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah, pretty effect-driven, um, like the whole band. Like how would you describe it to someone who knew nothing about anything you just said then? Yeah, sad and loud, 100% sad and loud. Um, that makes sense, yeah. We um, did a single destination tour to Adelaide um, a couple weeks ago, yeah. which was super cool. Um, we re- recorded a split with another really cool band called Hot Mess, which is just the best band name. Um, and my 11-year-old godson came to uh, the show that we played. It was his first ever rock concert. That's awesome. And he um, he filmed the whole thing and put it on his Instagram story and, like, put all these uh, warnings for loud volume. <laughs> That's <laughs> yes. so good. 
And he, uh, yeah, he sent me, this kid is just brutally honest. So I said, oh, like, what did you think? And he sent me a review saying that it was just too loud. Oh, that's not, yeah. that's not fair. <laughs> Which was just great. <laughs> yeah. You, you've done, you've just recorded a split. What's the, what, what are you going to, I mean, obviously besides doing more shows, but like who's releasing it? What's the vibe on it? Oh, we don't know yet. Okay. It's still, I mean, it's still very much in the early process of it, but yeah. Hopefully we'll have it released. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna say soon-ish because the songs sound cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea what the plan is. And what's the writing process like in the band? Like, are you? Is there one person who kind of drives it, or do you all? Is it pretty democratic? Or yeah, like the two guitarists are, you know, pretty much up there. I'm pretty happy to sit back and yeah. let them fight about like who's doing this with what pedal at what time. Um, the one of the guitarist slash uh, I'll say vocalist, even though he won't accept that term. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jordan, who's always on Gear Thread, um, he's kind of thrust a pedal at me and like said, "Use this." Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. I was about to ask, um, but yeah, then I thought, you, yeah, you might not know. Yeah. No idea. Um, so yeah, they're pretty much in charge of songwriting, but yeah, like we all do stuff together. But like, I'm you know pretty happy to just let it happen. <laughs> And was this the band you? It was this the band you met on Melbourne's, or how did you come across these no, these guys? Um, Jordan and I met through Claire, funnily enough, okay. um, a couple of years ago. Uh, we've met at a Light Dispute show. I have no idea what Claire was doing there. Yeah, okay. that's not her at all. But she introduced us, and then we got talking and worked out that we lived across the road from each other. Wow. With Jordan and his partner Amanda. Yeah, we lived opposite across the road. And we just all became real good friends. And then eventually Jordan said, hey, I'm finally starting this band. I don't know anyone else who plays bass. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's, so cheers, Claire. Yeah. Just she brings people together. Yeah. But I still don't know what she was doing at a lot of show. It's, yeah. it's, it's very not her, but yeah. Not at all. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. So, what, um, what, like... You're, you're studying, you're writing, you're writing fantastic love, well, you know, you study, uh, sorry, I was going to say a love letter to yells, but it's like a love letter. I actually did that a okay. few, oh, it's so lame. I did this a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know what, fuck it. You should always write to people or tell them that you think they're cool. So yeah. I wrote her a letter, never met her, made her a bracelet. Oh, it's so lame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sent it to her. Like we became friends after that. Yeah. Yeah, and like now I'm writing a book chapter with another dude at uni about Parkway Drive, which is mental. Like, so stay, stay in school, kids. Sometimes yeah. cool stuff. So cool stuff can happen. Yeah. So, like, what are you what are you into musically now? Then, um, if it's I'm still like I've am still really into hardcore and yep. stuff. I've tried to make. Wait, sorry. When you say hardcore, can you? Mm-hmm. Can you dig a bit? No, I hate this. I hate now. This is a really lame term, but like, what, what kind of hardcore? Um, I guess I my maybe top three. Yeah, would be like I like melodic hardcore, um, like hardcore punk. Probably my third one. But like, so what kind of like what what bands oh, and that band. kind of jazz? Yeah. Um, at the moment, I'm super into this band from the states called Gouge Away, and 
they're kind of an up and coming, you know, band. They're a, just this sick vegan feminist, straight up, no bullshit. This like super cool. Um, again, another band that I wrote to because I have nothing else to do in my time. Just write um, letters. Yeah, yeah like, that's hey, cool. You guys are really great, and I love you. And they're like, cool. cool. Thank <laughs> I guess yeah. Really kind and polite. <laughs> but yeah, um, I I sort of try to make a point to prioritize music that's not um, completely made by dudes. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I mean, if you look at, I mean, I looked at my record collection and went, oh, there are a lot of white guys here. Um, what's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, I try to, you know, make an effort to, I don't know, diversify my taste a bit. Yeah. So, what do you, like, obviously, I see things in a completely different view because I'm a middle class white, the middle class white boy from, you know, the suburbs, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, I didn't like I didn't know what feminism was, but then I didn't know what like the I didn't know what um I just saw stuff as like it's it's just is it is what it is, and I didn't look at gender. And so like when like and I, I the, one of the first like live performances I ever did was with two girls, but I didn't view it as like I'm playing with two girls. It was just like I'm just playing with two friends that happened to be yeah, just that happened to be girls. So what can people do to, yeah. to make it better and to make, like, to make females more welcome, to make it all more inclusive and that kind of thing? Like, Often yeah. when, I mean, in our age range, it's, I don't want to say it's too late, but it's a lot harder. I think there are, I mean, even when I was really little and I just wanted to play drums, it was a lot of, oh, no, you can't do that. You need to play the xylophone instead. Is it was was it more of a girls can't do that thing? Look, in hindsight, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, because then my little brother, a few years after me, was playing drums and still does today. Um, yeah. So I think programs like Girls Rock, which is, um, they're a not for profit. There's one in Canberra, one in Melbourne. I'm not sure about the other states, but they do like um, little workshops for basically younger girls yep. and um, gender diverse people to, you know, learn about songwriting and um, pedals and doing music stuff and just stuff like that. It's when you're young and, you know, you to put it in the most, it sounds nuts when you dr- like dr- bring it down this much, but little girls are taught to, or socialize to be quiet and not take up a lot of space. So when you look at like the the traditional rock instruments, drums, guitar, it's it's too much. So you, kids are kind of discouraged. Okay. Um, I mean, even at school, I remember there were no girl drummers. No, it was hard to put like a rock band together. Yeah. And even then, it was a big deal. Like we were the the girl band. So sometimes being kind of pigeonholed. Um, and then if you go further, then women are typically given the roles of bass players or singers. Like they're yeah. the, the two things. So if you, it's just it's harder to do this when you're older. So I think things like Girls Rock are so good. And I totally wish that 
um, yeah, I'd been able to do something like that when I was little. But the more yeah. programs like that that get up and running, I think the better off we'll be. Yeah, absolutely. It completely makes sense. Yeah, there'll still be like more girls doing that stuff. Yeah. But when, you know, when you're teenagers, it's kind of harder. Um, yeah, I think the more kids do that, the better. Yeah, break the stigma when they're younger. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Just know. Really that's, that's fantastic. Is there anything else you want to kind of touch on that we haven't talked about? I don't like the, know. the floor is yours. Um, if anyone's out there and has got this far, um, check out Listen. Uh, Google, put them on Facebook, Listen, uh, a not-for-profit organization that help uh, like gender-diverse artists in Australia. They do like they book shows, they help with representation, they've got a little label um, and they've just released like quite – they do a conference as well, which is crazy. Um, they've released like five – common cop-outs for not booking a gender-diverse lineup, like stuff like that. Yeah. And when you see it in such a simple list, it's kind of easy to go in your head, oh, I've heard this before. I thought it sounded a bit off, but now I know. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're doing really cool work. Girls rock and listen. Give them a sus. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, look, and also World Sick by our EP. <laughs> indeed. Look, I, I put, I mean, you know, not that my opinion means two parts of fuck all, but – um. A friend asked me every year to put a to put on his website, you know, top ten or whatever. And for me, it's getting harder and harder to listen to new music, and that's a completely different. Like that's got nothing to do with this. Um, and I'm sure I've talked about it on other episodes about why I struggle to listen to new music. But yeah, you're like I put your again. I'm not sure if it's a demo. I guess it'd be an EP. The four track EP is like one of my favorite releases of last year because that's nuts. Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought it was fantastic. And like it was, and, and again, it's really hard for me to listen to you to find new music that I give a shit about. And I heard it and I went, oh, this is great. Like, <laughs> I'm <fantastic>. beyond flattered. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Paige, thank you for spending the time. This is this has been unreal. I really appreciate And so thank you, Joel, for having me. Not a problem. Um, hold on. Did we pick a song? No, I've got these all written down. I'm crossing them off as we go. Cool. Okay. So let's let's what where, what song sums you up right now? It was a toss up between a song by Gouge Away called Enough, which is fucked up good. Um, but I ended up going with Outright um, because because Outright. Yes. Um, yeah. So the song Troubled from the Avalanche. Oh, I've said Avalanche. Is that the name of the album? You know, I'm so excited that I've got it wrong. Sorry, is that last bit again? What's the what's that recent? Yeah, Avalanche. Yeah, Avalanche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, song from that troubled, so good. Um, I recently got a tattoo by Claire about that song, and just love it. I just love that love, band. Yeah, fantastic humans. Yeah, just the best. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, again, thank you so much for doing this. I really no. appreciate it. Thank you. I'm like madly high-fiving the air, if you could hear it. There we wow. go. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and look, we chatted for an hour and 15 minutes, and it oh. feels like about three. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for making me so not nervous. But, you know, like I really, really appreciate it, mate. No, thank you.
Again, thank you very much, Paige, for coming on the podcast. Uh, I loved having the chat. It was fantastic. Um, and after the chat, we threw 30 rock gifts at each other whilst we were uploading the episodes onto the whatever you, whatever the cloud-based app that they upload to because 30 Rock is life. Um, and if you don't watch it, you probably should go back and watch it because it's fantastic. Uh, if you're interested in reading Paige's thesis on uh, masculinity in hardcore... Let me know, and uh, I can put her in contact with you. I'm sure it's a hell of a read. I got sent it a while back, um, and was going to read it before we had the chat, and I just can't find where it got saved to. I've got no idea what it was called, and I just couldn't find it, so I'll have to chase up a copy as well. I'd just like to thank Nicole, as I try to each and every episode, for giving me the opportunity to take time apart from away from her to... Uh, spend time doing this this is my second month of trying to get two episodes per month so yeah it's going so far so good one month down second month in you know um and also cody obviously hopefully one day listens to this and thinks daddy isn't as nerdy as what 
daddy probably makes out to be, but whatever. Um, yeah, I'm going to... I hope this isn't too cheesy, but I'm going to... Um, yeah, I'm going to play this episode out with a song and dedicate it to everybody. Um, whether you knew Shane or didn't know Shane... Um, and you've lost someone that you were, you were, you were mates with or someone that was really close to you. Um, it's never easy. And my heart goes out to his family and all his really close friends, bandmates. So, rest in power, brother. Um, I'll miss you. Cool. See you next episode. Bye. To all my friends, present, pass and beyond. Especially those who weren't with us too long. Life is the most precious thing you can lose. While you were here, the fun was never ending. Life a minute was only beginning. Captain Coleman Nichols, this one for you. Fun was never ending. Last minute was only the beginning. Get on, Colvin. Never-